Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Know, Like, and Trust show. If you have felt like content creation is taking over your life, there are a few things that you need to tame so you can permanently clear your content chaos. These are the three things that you need to bust through content planning with. The first is that you need a content system. It's going to keep you consistent. The second is that you need a content database, and it's going to store all of your published pieces for easy access in repurposing and is a quick answer resource. And the third is the strategy that tells you what to create and when to create it. If you're missing any one of these pieces, you're probably going to feel a little crazy, at least a little bit on the unhealthy side of content creation. And ultimately, it's going to result in a lead generation slump in your business. So let's dive in. Let's see how these three things play together, how you're currently using them or finding holes for them in your business and what we can do about that. And I'm actually going to start with strategy. I know I mentioned that one third, but I'm going to start there because both your system and database are going to depend a bit or a lot on the strategy. When I work one-on-one with a client, we have to map out a few things before we can create their strategy. So let's dive into those first. That is, what platforms are you on or are you going to be on? There's a few questions that we need to answer before we can move beyond the strategy stage, and they are... What social media platforms do your people, your audience, hang out on? What kind of medium are you most comfortable in? And where can you stretch just a little to make sure that these two areas meet well and create, you know, your own perfect little Venn diagram? What do I mean by that? Well, if you're great on video, the world can be your oyster. You have plenty of repurposing power and most social platforms are video friendly, if not video required at this point. If, however, you're text-heavy, more on the blog side of things, and you're not interested in video or audio as your primary delivery method, then you're going to have to be more choosy about platforms. LinkedIn and Pinterest, although Pinterest is not exactly a social platform, it's more of a search engine, they're going to be your best bets. Now, if your best client isn't heavy on LinkedIn or Pinterest, though, we're going to have some hard decisions in your future. You've got to find the, the medium, the happy place between where your audience is already hanging out, and where you're comfortable spending time. And then where you're comfortable spending time needs to mesh with how you're going to deliver content, in your primary method at least. The next big question we need to answer for the strategic piece here is, how often will you be posting and creating? For most of my clients, I'm going to recommend one piece of content per week, or at least one big piece of content per week, and then breaking it down. We're going to get more into that when we hit the system section, but this is the question you need to answer based on your lifestyle. Not mine, not your favorite guru of the week, and certainly not whatever someone in some book from five years ago said. You need to understand one very important thing here. Committing to two weekly live streams are going to be a great idea for some people, but it'll be a really tough order if you're only working 15 hours a week. At the same time, If writing is something you really struggle with and you do really great with off-the-cuff notes and just like a quick five-minute video or audio hit, that is something that you need to know. How often you're going to be posting, how often you're going to be creating off-the-cuff things or planned things 
is something that is lifestyle independent. And I can't tell you right here what is going to be the best option for you and your life. The next big question I like to answer for strategy is what are your content buckets? If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know I love talking content buckets. I've actually done two episodes and blog posts dedicated like entirely to that subject. And they're some of my more popular content. Here's what you need to know about content buckets. They're going to keep you on brand with content and they're going to be consistent in your messaging. We all know that repetition is what helps people know who we are and like remember us. But they're also going to help you build authority faster than just about anything else in the content world. Knowing your buckets helps you create topics and helps you ensure you're creating relevant content for your best client. And since that whole daily what to say hurdle is usually the hardest for both my clients and like the general biz world, content buckets are going to be the backbone of any content planning strategy. I cannot emphasize that enough. When we kind of finish up the strategy, we know where we're going to be posting, what medium we're going to deliver, and the content buckets that our topics will reside in. At that point, we can now move on to the content system. And I know systemizing things can be a little bit scary, but hear me when I say this. Creating content on the fly is the mark of an amateur. I know that's controversial, and I know it might make you feel a little bit, like, targeted. That's a bit of an unfortunate side effect, and it's entirely intentional for the message I'm about to share here. One of the reasons I shifted more into content strategy over brand strategy as a whole was because of this very idea. Everyone kept saying, it's so hard to show up. It's so hard to be consistent. And then other business owners in my accountability group were saying things like, but Brittany, you make it look so easy. Brittany, you're everywhere. And I knew I wasn't actually everywhere. And I knew it wasn't always easy, but it was easy to maintain my consistency. And it just looked like I was everywhere. And if I can do that on less than 20 hours of work a week, and realistically this past summer, about 10 hours a week, I know that anyone else can do that too. It's because I've systemized my content planning and execution. So let's start with what is a content system? Because if it's sounding scary, I want to share it's really not that scary. A content system is just something that's easy, flexible, and repeatable and works within your business. For me, on any given Monday, I can pop onto ClickUp and see what I'm supposed to do that week to further my content marketing. Typically, it's going to take me like less than two hours a week. If I have a rough week or I'm out of town, it's easy to shift things around and be flexible for my life. Again, making it work with my lifestyle, right? And I'm doing the same tasks each week, or at least my team is. I know that if I'm suddenly in a major medical crisis, a team member can step in and follow the SOPs I've laid out for all currently planned content. They'd even be able to repurpose older, well-performing content following those same steps. And in fact, I'll partially be doing that over the next month as I'm reposting some good reminder content so I can take a much-needed content break and have a little retreat to create season four content. Now, your content system might look different than mine. Even mine's changed over the last year, a little at least. Ideally, your system will be in a templated task management system like ClickUp or Trello, Asana, Notion, something like that, so that when you do make a change, it applies to all work going forward. I devise mine on a weekly schedule. I have a template for a guest show. I have a template for a solo show. Everything that gets done is outlaid in steps in those templates. 
If you need help in this area, I have the Show Up System 2.0. It's available right now for you. And it's a collection of flexible templates that you can use to create your own content system. This works whether you're a blog, podcast, or video channel creator. I have templates for it all, and you can mix and match them if you do combinations too. The goal of the content system is simple. Keep you consistent. Working in a project management system will help this, and ensuring you've set the system up well gives the best foot forward. Once we have your content execution systematized, now we need to talk about a content database. It's a hidden powerhouse, and it could be considered part of the system, but it's different enough that I want to dive into it separately so you can hear all the benefits. And I'm going to say it, I'm guessing this is probably where the hole in your business is. If you have a good content planning strategy and you already have a system that you follow, but you're still struggling with content, I'm willing to bet this is the area that is the hole that, you know, things just go to die in in your business, the black hole of nothingness, right? Now, most business owners that I work with, and actually most business owners I know, have years of content under the belts. They've been blogging for a while. They've been podcasting. They've certainly been posting on social media. The clients that come to me for one-on-one help with content almost always say something along the lines of this. I have so much content already, but it's not organized. And it's hard for me as the person they're hiring to find. And if I can't find it, their audience certainly can't, right? Oftentimes when I propose a content topic, they'll say, oh, I've already covered that. But when I ask where, they cannot easily access it. I'm going to be the harsh reality reminder here. I'm going to give you the voice. Content you cannot access is not an asset. I'm going to say it again. If you can't find your content, it is not an asset for your business. Enter the content database. And just like a content system, let's define what is a content database. It could be as simple as a Google sheet with a column for the content of the content. Oof, that's hard. Um, where the text area of the content includes the content, something like that, right? And then a column for some sort of identifier. That said, That would be an incredibly simple one, and it would probably be hard to manage over time. So I find content databases eminently more usable when it includes at least the following. The title of that content piece, a link, hyperlink, URL to its original published form, a link within the database to related content, all the assets that you would associate with that content, like graphics or videos or, you know, MP3s of the podcast episode, if those are available, the original published date a category like your content bucket or you know tags if you're a blogger and you use tagging and then a measurement marker or a rating of said content and that one obviously depends on you measuring the ROI of your content now all that said you could have more in your database but i look at that as the bare minimum of what you need and i find that it's helpful for you the busy doer of all the things in your business if there are automations that add all of your new published content to this database automatically Then all you have to do is go in and link related content and possibly tag or categorize it every so often. And you can set a calendar reminder or, you know, an automated email reminder to you every month to do so or to a team member to do so. In my content database, for example, this podcast episode will be the original published content. I will also have a blog post version of it and it will be linked to the podcast as the original one. All the graphics I use for Instagram stories and all the graphics I use for Pinterest pins will be in that database as assets. The MP3 file will also be in there as an asset. 
I don't know that I'm planning to do this one as a video live stream, but if I did, I would also link that video post to the original published form, which is the podcast. That way, if I need to revisit this content topic, if I have a client that's really struggling in an area but isn't ready for one-to-one, I can point them to it. Or if I just want to revisit the concept of these three things that you need to best through content planning in the future, I can post any one of those original assets and get all of that out there easily. I know I need to take a small break and regroup to plan some content for season four of the No Like and Trust show. And also, I've had certain episodes and topics of the podcast that I wanted to update or re-emphasize for a while. I did do one of them. Episode 200 was an update to my content bucket planning guide, and it went over really well. I got a great response from it. In that case, I actually had a whole update, a whole new episode, but I have some older episodes that I don't want to completely redo. I just kind of want to re-emphasize. I'll add some new content in at the beginning and then quote portions of the prior episodes and just kind of put that out there. Now, how did I know I wanted to redo these episodes? Well, my content ROI dashboard and my database, the powerhouse of my business, they both told me to. And... I know that those particular episodes get a lot of play. I know that they've done well for my business. I know I've seen them referenced by other people even. And because I have these things working in my business, it's why I get away with working less than 20 hours a week. I have a well-oiled content machine in my corner. My dashboard has helped me track which content brings the most leads into my business. And the database makes it really easy to see which posts are related to which original piece, as I was just talking about before. So as I revisit some older episodes over the next month, I've got all the original assets. Like I said, I'm going to add a few things to freshen them up, especially the Monopoly content episode. I have some new things I want to kind of mix in with that one, but the hard work is already finished. Instead of spending two hours on these episodes, I'll likely invest only about a half hour or so. This is why your database is your little known content superpower. It's all about the content database. It gives you the power to walk away take a break, and it's part of the measuring process in that it helps you figure out which content is performing well instead of just okay. It saves time. Now, even if you're not considering a content hiatus or a vacation or extended leave in your business, the content database is still your friend because it does save you so much time. Here's another idea. Have you ever been in a Facebook group or seen a question that you're not only capable of answering, but it's like, your unique wheelhouse, and then you realize you don't have 10 minutes to type out a reply? This happens to me a lot, and usually I already have content on the subject. Sometimes I remember exactly which episode or post covered the subject. Like, I know exactly which episode number covers content buckets, for example, and then I can simply reference it. Other times I know I've covered it, but I have to hop into my database and do a quick search for it so I can gain the link to that. Either way, If it's a group that allows promo, I can drop the link in a comment and just give a a brief synopsis about why this answers the question. If it's a group that does not allow promo and doesn't allow you to link, I will copy and paste the first few lines or whatever, you know, makes the most sense for the message. And then I'll reference that I have a full blog post or a full podcast episode on that subject and they're welcome to message me for the link. The same goes for other arenas outside of Facebook, like Reddit, for example. And while not all subreddits love linking, obviously here, knowing your group and your people does matter you can use the same strategy. There's no reason to recreate the wheel when you've already put some brilliance out there. When you have an arsenal of content, use it. 
in the example I just gave of posting in a Facebook group showing I've already done a full write-up on the subject, hints at my authority on the subject. It definitely helps build the know, like, and trust factor with anyone reading that question. Consistently marketing yourself by posting older content, it proves to the world that you know your stuff. You're not a flash-in-the-pan marketer. You've got the expertise and longevity to back up what you're saying. People like that, and they remember it. And that helps you become cemented in their mind as a person to go to for answers. Now, let's tie the system, strategy, and database all together here. If you come up against questions you don't already have content on, look how they fit in with your buckets and plan accordingly. Measure well, of course. Some content will never be great at lead generation, but it does build authority and you still want that. Other content won't get a lot of those vanity metrics like likes and comments, but every time you reference it, your leads inbox just booms. Look for the patterns. Work with them. And if you need help with any of these three things, know that that is what a consult with me is for. I will tell you, honestly, if we're ready to work together, and I'll give you the feedback you need to ensure the content marketing part of your business is doing its job. Otherwise, why are we spending so much time doing it? It has to do some heavy lifting in your business. All right, friends, you know the drill. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.